You just think we just, you know, whatever happens, we just shit another player. I, and everything's going to be perfect. All of our fans think that. You all think that. That's what you write about. You don't want to be here. There's a specific reason. Not really, you know, I, I think we did a poor job recruiting. If guys are coming in and immediately walking out the door because it was something different than what they thought it would be. And we lied to them during recruiting or we, we sold them on a dream that wasn't true. Yeah, you know, right now uh, we have the atmosphere of a, of a JC softball game. You know, I mean, that's what we are, JC softball team. As long as, you know, uh, it's 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 not whether you win or lose. It's like who, the, 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 the team that wins is the one that has the most fun. You know, that crap like that. You know, all this stuff that's contaminated America where they give every kid a trophy and they don't keep scoring Little League anymore. As we want to be a big, fast, dominating, aggressive, relentless football team that nobody in the SEC wants to play. Nah, that's also a second in the West, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> Winning the SEC probably is harder than winning the national championship. Do you know that? Well, how about the fucking dogs? Turn that damn you Hey buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the Pirate, and the Pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State. Welcome in to the latest episode of That SEC Podcast, presented by my bookie. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? Hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man, I'm feeling good. We're getting uh, closer to another weekend of SEC action. We got uh, three more games, or two or three more games than we had last week. Mm-hmm. My picks have been terrible this year, I've got, but I've got some <laughs> upsets. I'm feeling good about them. I uh, just got done with a hike myself. How are you doing, buddy? Oh, good, man. Yeah, we got a little sun. I, I went out myself today, Mike, and because uh, I think we got some more rain coming in. Mm-hmm. Of course, we'll get to Chris here in a minute. He's going to have the forecast everything going on this weekend. But, yeah, Mike, I got my picks ready, and uh, I looked them over, thought about them on that last walk, and I said, you know what? I think I'm going uh, undefeated this weekend, so I'm ready to make some money, Mike. All right. Well, uh, hey, before we get to that and before we get to the weather, you know, last week we debuted – a fan poll, we asked you guys to make your selections of the games. We all know uh, Shane and I have not been too good this year, but uh, how'd the fans do last week, Shane? I think uh, I think they'd be interested to know. Yeah, yeah. Every week uh, we're going to put out a poll with the spread, and, and we want the listeners to get on there, put their votes in. And last week we had four games, and guess what, Mike? Oh, and four. Hmm. <laughs> it's a lot harder than yeah, you think it is. Yeah, I didn't put those votes in, man. A lot of people say, wait, you sure Shane didn't manipulate this? No, I didn't. You guys came up with oh, and four. Now, there were some, you know, obviously got the right picks and stuff like that. But as a group, as a collective class here, uh, the, the gang went oh, and four, which, believe it or not, Mike, is, is kind of encouraging. I mean, if you have a – I mean – some people looked at it 0%, but you could also look at that like 100%. So I'm really interested going into this next week, how that plays up, because, 
you know, Mike, if, uh, if they keep losing, if they keep missing, I, I may start betting the other way and make a little extra money. <laughs> start fading the fans. Start fading the fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody, they didn't bring that up. Did they? Nobody <laughs> no. brought that up. <laughs> Shane's lock of the week goes south. They want to talk about it, but they want to talk about the 0 and 4. <laughs> hey, well, uh, before we get ready to make our pick, Shane, let's kick it over to uh, Chris Nully. You know, one of our uh, weekend selection show here. He brings us that SEC forecast. You can follow Chris at Chris Nully. That's N-U-N-L-E-Y on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Give him a follow on all those platforms. Uh, let's kick it over to Chris. You know, you want a prediction about the weather. You're asking the wrong Phil. I'll give you a winter prediction. It's going to be cold. It's going to be gray, and it's going to last you for the rest of your life. Stadium, it has been raining throughout the southeast, and Wayne will be a factor in today's game. Did about half the practice yesterday, wet ball today. Everybody can handle the ball was wet. So um, that's, that's all we can do to prepare for it. We can't make it rain, so... We have a full slate of SEC games this weekend, so let's get right into it. Number five, Georgia at Kentucky. So this one's in Lexington. An 11 a.m. kickoff. Kickoff temperature going to be around 44 degrees by the fourth quarter, going to warm up to 54. So getting pretty nice, but of course, that kickoff temperature going to be pretty cool. Just a light southeasterly wind at five miles per hour. Then we go on down to Auburn, Alabama. LSU traveling to Auburn. A 2.30 kickoff. This one somehow got the CBS game of the week and kickoff temperature going to be 63 degrees falling to 60 by the fourth quarter under sunny skies and with an easterly wind of 5 to 10 miles per hour then we'll travel on up to nashville tennessee where ole miss is traveling to take on vandy this is a three o'clock kickoff game it's going to be cool there in the morning so if you're tailgating you want the jacket with temperatures in the 30s but at kickoff it's going to be around 63 degrees and by the end of the fourth or by the fourth quarter heading toward the end of the game temperatures going to fall into the 50s at that point so getting a little bit cool out there with a southerly wind of five miles per hour and then my bulldogs traveling out to tuscaloosa mississippi state to take on number two alabama 6 p.m. kickoff. It's going to be kind of cool. It'll be sunny initially, but the sun quickly setting. Kickoff temperature of 62 degrees falling into the mid-50s by the fourth quarter. So make sure you have that jacket handy. Just a light southeasterly wind of five miles per hour. Then as we go down down into Florida, Gainesville, you would think it's going to be humid. No, northeasterly wind of 5 to 10 miles per hour, ushering in drier air, that kickoff temperature of 74 degrees. And then as we head into the fourth quarter, temperatures actually falling into the 60s there, the mid-60s. So it could get a little bit cool for the Floridians. So make sure you have that jacket handy. And then the final game, this is College Station, Arkansas traveling down there to take on number 8, Texas A&N. This is a 630 kickoff. Temperatures are going to be in the 
the mid-60s during kickoff, but quickly falling into the 50s by the fourth quarter with just a light southeasterly wind. Make sure you have the jacket handy for all of these games. Definitely going to be fall-like, but we're not expecting any weather impacts to impact any of the games. All right, Chase, so now's the time of year where, you know, this weather information more valuable than ever. You know what? So, because uh, we got yeah. a variety of weather factors across the SEC this week, and Chris did another outstanding job, knocked this one out of the park. What do you think about that? Yeah, I agree with you, Mike. And uh, two weeks in a row, uh, we had the, the wind there in uh, what was Ole Miss game, and then we had the the cold weather there in Mizzou, definitely a huge factor in that game. So uh, I am interested. I'm interested because weather is going to definitely be a factor this weekend uh, for most. And uh, I tell you, it's been a factor up here in East Tennessee. I'm just glad we ain't got a game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, um, I mean, we've teased it long enough. You ready to make some picks? Let's do it. Gambling? Let's say anything about gambling. It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. Not only am I picking Toledo to cover, I'm picking Toledo to win outright. Cash would kick your ass, me. heard you say that. <laughs> that, that well, he'd kick my ass regardless. <laughs> exactly. Say. They're going to beat the brakes off Miami. You watch it. Mike, if Florida wins this damn game, I will sing the fight song Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't happening, brother. Yeah, orange and blue, waving forever. Forever pride, old Florida. May she droop. Now. Here. I, I forgot to hit record, so you got to do that again. Are you shitting me? No, I'm recording it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So, like always, we're going to go in order of the kickoff times, with one exception. We save, uh, you know, the game of the week for the end. And this week, honestly, it was hard to narrow down the exact game of the week but we went with LSU Auburn two story teams and kind of based that on the fact that the spread was the lowest this week in that game could have easily went Arkansas mm-hmm. Texas A&M could have went Missouri Florida hell even um, Georgia Kentucky if Kentucky finds some some damn offense could make this thing interesting so we're going to get into all these games but we're going to hold off on the LSU Auburn to the very end So, based on the kickoff times, we only got one noon Eastern, 11 o'clock Central kick this week, Shane, on the SEC Network, Georgia, at Kentucky. Georgia leads this Kentucky series 59-12 to with two ties, and the Bulldogs are on a 10-game winning streak over Kentucky. The line, according to my bookie, 15-and-a-half as we record this. So who do you like mm-hmm. in this matchup, Shane? Georgia at Kentucky. Yeah, this this is a money line that keeps changing just about every day, Mike. And I, I think the reason is is something you hit the nail on the head. Uh, does Kentucky find offense? They 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 have a, a fantastic running game going. That I, I think you know when you look at Kentucky's uh, top five up front, they're they're fantastic. Um, however. You know, Georgia's coming off pretty a uh, pretty embarrassing game with Alabama. And, uh, you know, on national stage, they look like the team that didn't belong in, in contention for a college football playoff. So I, I think with this bye week was important 
because they they needed to get some things right, mainly on that offensive side of the ball. And I think they stretched this week, Mike. Kentucky's defense at times has, has looked good, has looked really dominant in, in the turnover uh, department, but now they're going against a defense that is pissed, angry, upset with what happened with the Crimson Tide game. And I would hate to be on the receiving end of what the Bulldogs are going to be bringing. And that's why, even though it's early, Mike, and it seems like this is a trend, I'm going to go ahead and lock this game up and make it my lock of the week. I've got Georgia winning this thing 35, Kentucky 10. I just don't Ooh. think – I and I it was hard. I almost put three points on the board. I said, you know, 35-3, and I was like, well – I think we're going to get one score in there. So I, that's why I've got it 35-10. I think this is a true flex. I think this Georgia defense bounces back. And I think they uh, they they want to put points up early. I'd I say it's – out of those 35 points, it wouldn't surprise me if 28 come uh, in the first half. Hmm. they got to work off their explosive plays. Right. Now, we still don't have confirmation on this one if uh, Joey Gatewood is going to be the starter as of this recording. I assume that's going to be the case with uh, Terry Wilson being banged up. Apparently his hand got hurt in the Missouri game, and maybe that played a part in him playing so poorly in that game. But, you know, we've covered that story this week. Certainly think Kentucky's probably got a higher ceiling with Joey Gatewood in there at least. Maybe not right out the gate, but down the line. So I think you got to go that route if you're Mark Stoops. That's one thing where Georgia's going to have that, – that is something Kirby Smart hit on this week. We got a lack of tape on Joey Gatewood. We had to go back to Auburn. We had to go back to his high school. So a little bit of an advantage there. I think you're going to get a Kentucky team that's pretty pissed off, Shane, because they got embarrassed last week. They didn't show up to play. They were living a little too high after beating Tennessee. I don't think they're as bad as they looked against Missouri – but, hell, I've been about wrong on every Kentucky <laughs> game this year where, you know, I, I expect them to do well. They don't do well. I, I expect them not to do well. They do well. So they're like a real mystery to me. I think that Mark Stoops is really going to have his team ready to play in this game. I don't think they're going to get embarrassed. But on the flip side, Georgia's had two weeks to prepare for this. I think that's clearly an advantage to the Bulldogs. Coming off an embarrassing defeat there. I don't know if embarrassing is the right word, but just, you know, I think they went into that Alabama game expecting a win, and it wasn't really that close in the second half. So, you know, they've got a lot of frustration to get out in this game. That defense, exposed is too strong a word, but, you know, talked and talked about how great they were, and they were not a, a factor in that Alabama game. They got... Alabama's offense clearly won that battle. So uh, maybe their pride's a little hurt in this one. And with a new quarterback, with an offense that seems to have no passing game, even if Joey Gatewood comes in there and sparks it, still got to give Georgia a huge advantage on defense. So if we're getting a pissed-off Georgia team, even if Kentucky comes in here focused, I don't think that's going to matter because Georgia's just so talented on that defensive side of the ball. Uh, I don't have faith in Georgia's offense to to go as crazy as you – well, not crazy, but score as many points as you got on this Kentucky defense. But I do have Georgia winning and covering the spread like you. I'm going Georgia 27, Kentucky 
10. And you've been on mute the whole time there, buddy, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been talking to you the whole time here, Mike, just agreeing with you because I think you're spot on. Uh, the fact that you had two weeks to prepare, the fact that you, you're you're pissed off, man. There's not a lot of people are talking about the Georgia Bulldogs being the team anymore. So they got to get back. And uh, I feel like, you know, we had the revenge last week, revenge pick against Kentucky last week. This is a revenge game uh for uh georgia this week i think they just they want to show the country that they are elite and uh unfortunately i i, I think you're just you, you you're breaking in a new quarterback there's just so many uncertainties in what i've seen from the kentucky offense right now i can't you know going into a game unbalanced i i don't think you can do that this year against the bulldogs mm-hmm. all right next game on the docket here shane we got um like i said we're saving the cbs game so we're going to Hit on that one last. Ole Miss at Vanderbilt, 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central on the SEC Network. Ole Miss favored, big favorite in this one, by 16 and a half as we record this, according to my bookie. This is the 95th time these two teams have met, and Ole Miss leads it 50 to 40 to 2 with two ties, so it's only a 10-game difference there, but uh, Ole Miss has... Obviously gotten the better half of Vanderbilt here. So and a lot of people with what Lane Kiffin's got Lane Kiffin's got cooking down there in Oxford. Obviously think Ole Miss is gonna run away with this one. What's uh what's your prediction for this one? Ole Miss at Vanderbilt. Mm, yeah, you know, we've been talking all week about Ole Miss and Auburn, and not once have we really talked about Ole Miss and Vandy, which is crazy to me because Vanderbilt is not a bad team. This isn't a team you can sleep on. In fact, when you you saw them open up the season, I think I I, I really think that's what Texas A&M thought they were going to get. It's just a, an easy victory, and they were going to come in, do their job, and leave. But you can't do that with Vanderbilt because if you are unprepared, they can make it a ball game. They've shown that they can do that against elite talent. So um, Vanderbilt's getting stronger. You know, got all these uh, these COVID guys coming back, contact tracing. That's the reason that they've missed so many games this season. And uh, I, and it could create a perfect storm. However, Mike, Ole Miss offense has shown me that they can score at will if they really get their mind. So I, I'm, I'm expecting a sluggish start here. Wouldn't surprise me if they're even down at halftime. But I think, uh, I think Kiffin gets the boys fired up. And, and they finish strong. They just, they're, they, like I said, they just always find ways to score. So I don't have them covering the spread, but I do have them winning the game. Ole Miss 35, Vanderbilt 21. Hmm. All right, Shane. Well, I like a lot of what you said there. There's a reason Ole Miss is favored. I mean, we all saw what they did to Alabama. We saw what they did against Kentucky, who was a very you know high profile defense. We hyped him up all offseason and Ole Miss just cut him to shreds. Matt Corral, when he's playing well, looks like maybe the SEC's best quarterback. But he's not been playing that well. And the fact that uh, we're getting more John Rice Plumley in the lineup, I think is a clear indication of that. Now, do we stick with Corral? Do we stick with you know, just a small percentage of John Rice Plumbing. Do we maybe get more in there? Uh, Elijah Moore, you know, I want to give him all the credit in the world. I put him on my midseason all-SEC squad, but at the same time, like I did note, 
He's coming off, um, you know, the game that wasn't totally impressive. I don't, I can't remember his, his yardage total or anything, but I think he only had about 30 yards. He did have a touchdown, but maybe they're starting to figure him out a little bit. I'm a little concerned, like we've been talking all week, all this Lane Kiffin and the pennies and the refs <laughs> and all this. And, you know, there's a, there is a reason, and I've been trying to praise Lane Kiffin and his program and, you know, their high-flying explosiveness. And I know the record's not pretty, but I have them in the top half of the SEC in my power rankings for a reason. They've been that impressive. But at the same time, Shane, remember, this is the team that I said, hell, I think they're, going, they're the worst team in the West. Mm-hmm. And there was a reason for that. Now, they've proven me wrong. They're, they're not that. I'm not saying that they are. But there's a lack of depth. There's certainly a lack of talent on that defensive side of the ball. And here we got six consecutive SEC games in six weeks. I mean, during a normal season, we'd be saying, my God, this is a murderer's row. And it is. And they're at the tail end of it. And they just suffered a heartbreaker. Now, let's go to the flip side. We got Vanderbilt that's had two weeks of not playing football. Yes, they've been losing big, but you got to factor a little bit. They've been, you know, really hit hard with this COVID stuff. That's why they were out for two weeks. Mm-hmm. But unlike Florida, they didn't shut down the program. They were able to practice that entire time. They were able to improve. They were ready. They were they were able to get healthy. We've seen Ken Seals have flashes. And against this Ole Miss defense that I don't think is that good. I think Vanderbilt's going to have some success. The running game at Vanderbilt, they've been running on people too. So mm-hmm. if they can punch it in the end zone, if they get Ole Miss sleeping, I think we can get this done, Shane. Upset alert. Oh. Honda Morristown <laughs> Special Edition. Vanderbilt 24, Ole Miss 23. Oh, man, Mike. Why do you hate Lane Kiffin so much? I don't get it, you know? You typical media people, you know? <laughs> no, I think I think you make great points. Um, and one thing I wasn't factoring in is the fact they haven't had a bye, a bye week. You know, there there is a lot of situational things going around that program right now, and they need a, they need a break. They need to take a week off and, and recalibrate and get back to fundamental football because – um, I, I think it's it's bit them in the ass a few times, mainly on that defensive side of the ball. So uh, you may be right. Here's here's Coach Mason. Something we said going into this week. You know, he's searching for his first SEC win, and who better than a team that's that's hitting rock bottom as we speak? So mm-hmm. uh, I'm definitely I'm definitely intrigued with this game. I'm afraid to bet on it. I'll tell you that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next game on the docket: Shane Mississippi State. At Alabama, Alabama's a 30-and-a-half-point favorite. And this is the ESPN night game. It's going to be 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central on ESPN. Alabama's won 12 in a row in the series. They've played 105 times. Alabama leads the all-time series 84-17-3. Who do you like in this matchup? Oh, and Alabama's won 12 in a row, too. My God. And Nick Saban's 17-1 against Mississippi State. Mike Leach never coached against Alabama. I I just figured you like these stats here, Shane. <laughs> yeah, just just keep ma- just keep making it rain, Mike. You know, there's just no 
chance in hell that Mississippi State can win this game is what you're trying to say, Mike. Mm-hmm. Well, the well, 30 and a half point spread kind of says it all, doesn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. No, and it does. And and what is it at now? I have 30? it here at 30 and a half. Okay, so it's come down a little bit. Okay, interesting. I was just curious because I made these score predictions yesterday, so I just want to make sure I'm still in the still in the wheelhouse because, yeah, uh, Alabama's it, man. They're they're the top dogs. They're the number one team in the nation, and uh, you know you look on both and it's both sides. It's not just one. Yeah, you know, it seems seems to me like years past Alabama's either got a really really good offense or a really really good defense, and it just feels like this is the most balanced attack that I've seen in a long time. Hell, the place kicker ain't even missing field goals anymore. There's there's not a lot of flaws in the system, you know. Mm-hmm. Coach gets COVID, he's back in three days, baby. That's just that's just how smooth things are running for the Alabama uh, University. And, you know, Mississippi State, you want to talk about rock bottom, Mike? They're there. Uh, the transfer portal is open. Uh, I don't even know how they're going to field en- enough players to play this game. And I know that's that's tough news to take in right now, Mike. But fact of the matter is, is uh, you know this is this is a rebuild, okay? Anyway, you slice it, <laughs> Coach Leach. Uh, you know it was fun, it was exciting week one, but we realized real quick that this is a program that's missing a lot of pieces, and uh, you know the the holes on this program, you know, are it's like a floodgate sometimes, you know, uh, when they do get exposed because. You have to have everything work to make uh, the Pirates' offense flow. So, without further ado, Mike, I think Alabama wins this game. Obviously, and and I don't think it's close, but it that spread is so damn big. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it's it's almost tempting. Vegas gets you, buddy, and they've <laughs> even come down. It's now thirty and a half. You you want to say, well, there's no way. You know, I've seen – everybody remembers Mississippi State week one. They remember that offense. But I'm telling you, it's been kind of rough here the last few weeks, and that's why I think Alabama just runs away with it. I like the over and the points. 52, Alabama, Mississippi State 20. So, uh, I'm going with Bama here. Well, I can't, uh, <laughs> can't disagree <laughs> with that. I mean, what can't be said about Alabama at this point? I mean, the defense – not perfect, but they looking they're looking better. Alabama's offense just a damn machine. They're tearing through everybody, but uh, you know this kind of the same things we can be said about uh, some of these other games. Alabama, this is their sixth SEC game in a row. Mississippi mm-hmm. State's had two weeks to prepare for this thing. Mike Leach never faced uh, Nick Saban defense, but you know I'm not sure that's an advantage to either one the way Mississippi State's playing right now. I think uh, I think Mississippi State's going to go Will Rogers in this game, the true freshman. It, you know, Alabama be damned. They're going to throw out uh, – they need to give him a shot, I think. And it's nothing mm-hmm. against KJ, but he just – he's got talent, but it seems like he lacks the confidence. And as soon as he makes a mistake, it just snowballs on him. And there's interceptions. There's poor decisions. He's not seeing the field well. So I think you get ready for uh, the Will Rogers there at Mississippi State with two weeks to prepare – could still be KJ, but uh, got a good feeling it's going to be Will Rogers, We're gonna, or at least we'll see more of Will Rogers in this game. And I think Mississippi State's going to have a little bit more success in this game than you, Shane. Of course, Alabama's going to win. I get, I mean, there's just no way I see Mississippi State beating this team. Of course, I didn't see him beating LSU either, Shane. Just saying. 
But uh, one thing you didn't factor in, I think, uh, you know, we got to give Zach Arnett and his crew some praise because that's Mississippi State defense. I keep saying it. They're one of the better units in the SEC this year. So it's almost criminal how bad the offense is because no one's paying attention to how well the defense is playing. And mm-hmm. when the offense out there throwing all these interceptions and, and not having any success, yet the defense playing their guts out, I think that continues here against Alabama. But again, it's Alabama, and they've got weapons all over the field. It's going to be tough to contain. Yeah. So, yes, Alabama wins it, like you said. But I'm going Mississippi State, Shane, to cover this massive spread. It's just too many points for me. So, I'm going to Alabama 45, Mississippi State 17. Whew. Okay. Uh, real, couple of things here, Mike. Uh, Will Rogers, is he – now, is he a redshirt? No, freshman? true freshman. Oh, okay, true freshman. So he got he he got to play in the spring, right? Spring nope. practice? No, no, he didn't get to do that. Huh. It's weird, you know. But okay, but they're gonna wait. They're not gonna put him out there against Alabama, right? I mean, that'd be nuts. I think they are. Oh well, looky there, Tennessee. It can be done. <laughs> <laughs> Where you at, Pruitt? Come on, man. Uh, you know, for that, I I'm, I'm I'm almost pulling for Mississippi State just to prove. Uh, that it can be done, you know. It ain't got to be pretty. You don't have to win the game, but, you know, just get pretty damn close. Have some spectacular plays and prove that, you know, the best talent needs to be on the field. And if it's not, if it's not, if it's not KJ, then it's, then it's Will. And if it's not Will, then we move on to the next one. But we at least give our boys a shot. So, uh, yeah, I like this, Mike. I just, I just wanted to prove a point there. And uh, you're wrong with the spread because I still think Alabama – with the over, but, you know, deep down inside, I kind of wanted this to be a ball game, of course. Well, there you have it, folks. We can't even go the bye week without Shane complaining about <laughs> Garantano in Tennessee. <laughs> sorry. I just can't. I'm sorry. All That's right, next game I'll on probably. the docket here, Shane. Arkansas at Texas A&M, and, of course, yes, at Texas A&M. They normally play in Arlington. 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central on the SEC Network. This is uh, the first time these two have met. On a campus since 2013, and the Aggies have won eight in a row in this series, but uh, most of them have been very, very slim margin, seven or fewer the last five out of the last six years. So very, very close series. Texas A&M, again, favored by 12. It opened at 15, so that's come down too, Shane. So who do you like in this one? Arkansas at Texas A&M. That's a tough question, man. Uh, The reason is there's – there's good things around both programs. This mm-hmm. is, this is, you know, two teams that are actually, I don't know, kind of found their niche. The, we, we, we're seeing where they place in the SEC. Arkansas is not a pushover. In fact, it's a team you don't want to play. Texas A&M, you can say the same after that Bama game. It was a wake-up call. These boys have been on fire. Uh, what you know, it wasn't a sexy win their last their last victory, but it was a I hey I'm going to go here I'm going to do my job and I'm going to go home, and that's what good programs do. So, you know they have struggled against Arkansas in years past. You hear Coach uh, I, I don't know if you heard Coach Kiffin talking about out of all the defenses he's faced this year, Arkansas is by far the toughest, mm-hmm. uh, you know? So I don't, I don't know if he's trying to get a little love from the, the Razorback community or if, you know, he's just seeing what everybody else has is that this Arkansas defense is freaking tough, man. And they, they'll play you tough. And if you make mistakes, 
they will capitalize on it. Um, but, Mike, I got to pick a team. And I almost wanted to pick an upset here. I'm not going to lie. But the last time that I counted the A&M Aggies out, they came out and just destroyed a team. So I'm not going to do it. I, I'm in the I'm in the A&M wagon. I, I'm honestly, I could see them winning this thing out. I want to see it get interesting at the end of the season, see if they can make a college football playoff because they've got talent, buddy. Th- this team is, is finding their groove and they're finding it at the right time. Um, I still think it's a close ball game because Arkansas, if, if they've proved anything, is they could play everybody tough. And so I don't have the Aggies covering the spread, but I do have them winning 28, Arkansas 21. Ooh, okay. Well, Shane, this one, like I've been saying all week, fired up to watch this game. I think it could be the game of the week here. Mm-hmm. Now, the one reservation I have when it comes to Arkansas, we've seen them play the pass very, very well. But Auburn kind of ran a little wild on them. Mm-hmm. Te- that's what Texas A&M's doing strong now. They're running the ball. This offensive line has emerged. They got Smith and Spiller. I mean, two probably the best one-two combo of running backs in the SEC. So I think the Aggies are going to have a lot of success on the ground against this Arkansas defense. But not a ton. It's, I don't think they're going to run wild or anything. But uh, certainly I think they'll score some points. Uh, the fan base, I mean... <laughs> We're letting every 12th man in free. So how big of a factor is that going to be? Arkansas has already won one road game. So I don't, you know, it's not like I think that is, makes it to where Arkansas can't win, but that's something to, to watch. Uh, Texas A&M, particularly their secondary, has been playing better. They got some elite talent there, but I've also seen them exposed this year. So which Texas A&M secondary shows up? I think Arkansas has got the advantage when it comes to the receivers of Arkansas versus Texas A&M defensive back. So, you know, that's one right there. Well, which quarterback shows up? I mean, you just you never quite know what you're going to get with Kellen Mond and Felipe Franks. Both. We've seen both have spectacular days. Yeah. We've seen them both look really bad at times. So, you know, both these guys are playing at a high level, though, so not necessarily thinking they're going to cost their team a victory or anything, but it's almost like, I almost feel like the defenses are at an advantage going up against these two quarterbacks. Now, it could be if Kellen plays like he did against Florida, I'll be dead wrong. But I don't know if he can string another one like that together going up against this Arkansas defense. You, you said it right there. Lane Kiffin said this is the best defense he's played. So, a lot to think going into this one. But I keep going back to this, Shane. Arkansas has been playing so well. They haven't even gotten the ground game going yet. And part of that's on the offensive line. Part of that is, I think, Raheem Boyd being banged up. He's had two weeks to prepare for this game. A lot of people have forgotten. I'm sure no one in this series, but maybe outside SEC, you know, other teams in the SEC. Raheem Boyd played at Texas A&M. He's got some vengeance to get over here, and he didn't get it last year. He, he, he typed, uh, hyped it up going into this game. They weren't able to get it done. If he has a big game, I think that's the missing piece of Arkansas's offense, which has been kind of up and down. You know, some some quarters, they're non-existent. Other quarters, they're red hot. And that's with a struggling running game. If they can get him going, they can get Traylon Smith going. I think Arkansas is not only going to cover the spread like you, Shane. Upset special. I got two oh, this week. Buddy. Arkansas 27 
Texas A&M 24. <laughs> didn't even go Honda Morristown. Uh, uh, no, you didn't. But you went Felipe Franks on it, you know, just talking about how good he is and then sometimes he messes up. I mean, you're like that with Texas A&M. You crown them as West champs. Then you, then you shit all over them. Then you're like, oh, well, there's a chance they make the playoffs. Then they're going to lose to Arkansas. It's just like you can't make up your mind. I don't know if it's Jimbo or not, but <laughs> I think if they can come out and, and prove to SEC Mike that they are contenders, because let's face it, something we talked about this week, you know, I gave it a seven-point spread, but A&M really needs to make this a, a signature win. They need to make this a statement game moving forward. Every game is going to be because, again, they're having to create a resume uh, with some questionable opponents coming up. I mean, the toughest opponent, if you're looking at it, you could probably say Auburn, maybe uh, LSU. But, again, these these are two-loss programs. Uh, so they need to win and win big. So um, it wouldn't blow my mind if I saw the, uh, the Aggies win, you know, by multiple scores because that's what they need to do. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm with you. Arkansas's uh, – it, it, like I said, they have shown to me that they can compete with anybody in the SEC. It don't matter. It, it don't matter if it's their house, your house. They're gonna, they're gonna make it a damn ball game. So, uh, and they're getting healthy, which is a little bit scary too if you're going against. So, mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to this one. I, I honestly thought that this one should have been the game of the week just because of what we've seen from the past coming down to, you know, one or two possessions. And uh, so, I'm looking forward to it, Mike. But uh, yeah. So went ahead and went upset alert on them. Hey, Shay. Well, before we move on, let's uh, remind the listeners we're brought to you by MyBookie, the online sports book. Head on over to MyBookie.ag today. All new customers receive a 100% deposit match up to $1,000. That means if you're a new customer to MyBookie.ag and you put in the promo code THATSEC, that's T-H-A-T-S-E-C, they will match your initial deposit up to $1,000. So you could potentially start with $2,000 to gamble on, Shane, immediately. And we mm. got this college football firing up. We're going to get into some some picks here. But, man, I'm just fired up that college football is finally here. And the only thing that makes football better, in my opinion, is drinking some beer and betting all these games. <laughs> so head on over to mybookie.ag. Once again, that promo code is that SEC. Over at mybookie.ag, thousands of cross-sports, wagers, props, parlays, all that. Winning season begins today only at mybookie with that promo code, that SEC. All right, Shane, next game, night game here. Missouri at Florida, 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern on the SEC Network alternate channel. Hope you got that one. I had to sign up for damn ESPN Plus just to get access to these games. So this costs me money. I'm kind of pissed about it, but it's neither here nor there. Florida, 13-point favorite. They've not played in two weeks during a, uh, having being forced to shut down their program here. So who do you like in this matchup, Shame A red-hot Missouri or Florida team that still controls its destiny in the SEC? And, hell, I believe Missouri does, too. I don't want to discredit them. <laughs> Every time I say someone controls their destiny and I, for, and I leave one out, the, the fans get upset. So I believe both these teams control their destiny. Who do you like in this matchup, Shane? Yeah, they control their destiny. But, you know, the Florida Gators are embarrassed right now. Coming off that Texas A&M loss, that, 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 that was a loss they weren't not expecting. This fan base was not ready. Uh, this is a fan base that, that already had – 
you know, Georgia circled on their map, and they got caught looking ahead, I think. And uh, it really showed up on the defense side of the ball. The bye week couldn't come in, in, for a perfect time than than this week for the Florida Gators. And now, you know, it's it's Halloween. We've got alternate uniforms. It's just it's night at the swamp. There's there's a lot of great things going the Florida Gators way. And and don't get me wrong, Mizzou's been fantastic. What they've been able to do the last two weeks is just shows you just how good of a coach Eli is. But this team's just not there yet, talent-wise. And uh, it's going to take a couple of recruiting classes to get the the players in there uh, to compete against teams like the Florida Gators. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a good game early, but I think the depth starts to show later in the game because I, who cares about defense at this point? I think this is going to be a little bit of a shootout, and I just think Florida Gators got too, much, too many weapons over there. So I've got Florida win, and what's the spread on this one? I have it here, according to my bookie, 13 in favor of Florida. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure it didn't change overnight, Mike, because I've got the Florida Gators winning 49, Mizzou 28. Damn, Shane, why you hate Missouri? We got so many Missouri fans. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that, man. Oh, okay, I, I'm telling okay. you, Mizzou's, Mizzou's been doing great. You got to be excited about Mizzou Tigers, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. they, they do got a bright future. Uh, I, I really like, there's a couple things that I do like. Roundtree's great. Last year, I, you saw little pieces of Beatty, and, and I'm, I'm starting to see that emerge again with Mizzou. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, I think that's a pivotal piece because he, he, Roundtree's good between the tackles, but what Beatty's able to do in the passing game and, and the extending of the offense, I think that's important. So I hope that we see a little bit more of that this week, a little bit more of a one-two punch. And who knows, like I said, Mizzou, I, I still think I still think they're going to put points on the board. In fact, I'd like to change my score, Mike. They just got another field goal. So I'm going to say 49, Mizzou 31. Okay. I think it's a high-scoring game. What's the, what's the points on this one? Do you know? Oh, the over-under? Yeah. 61 and a half. 61 and a half. Oh, shit. Yeah. Give me the over. <laughs> Well, you know, I think you make a good point there, Shane. I mean, Larry Roundtree did carry Missouri to victory last week. But we keep saying it, and you got to reinforce it because it could slip your mind. This is a 10-game SEC slate, and you just cannot do that to a player, in my opinion, this season, week in and week out. I know they were coming off a bye, and they got one coming up here, but Missouri's got to be careful with with Larry because he's probably still smarting from what Kentucky – I know he had his way with Kentucky, but you know, mm-hmm. they got some big guys laying some licks out there. So you got to kind of lean more on Tyler Beatty, I think. And you know, Larry Roundtree will certainly have an impact on this game. I'm not suggesting that. But you certainly don't want to give him the ball 30-whatever <laughs> times a game right. it was again. So that's something to consider. But for me, Shane, this is the toughest game to pick this week. Because I just don't know what we're getting with Florida. Mm-hmm. If this was the Florida that we saw earlier in the season, the one I thought we were getting, yes, I would agree 100% with your prediction. But I don't even know how many guys they got. I mean, we know they've got the enough to practice. Dan Mullen says they'll have enough to play the game. Obviously, I don't, I don't think there's any concern over that. It's not like they don't have that many guys. But I still think they're going to have – Limited numbers. 
Uh, it sounds like they got some injuries, but who knows? Because they won't say anything about it. So <laughs> I don't know who's going to be out there for this game. I don't know if the defense has been solved. And this is the exact opposite with Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's practiced for two weeks. Florida didn't touch a football. At least they weren't allowed to until this mm-hmm. week. So I'm to believe coming off that Texas A&M performance, they're just going to you know, jump right into it. And the defense is better and the offense is as smooth as it was. I don't know. I'm not buying it, Shane. So mm. I would not be surprised if Missouri wins this game the way they're playing. Mm-hmm. Basilak is hell. I don't. I don't believe he's lost a game as the starter. So right, they're playing so well. They can go high fly, flying like they did against LSU. They can ground and pound like they did against Kentucky. They're probably going to need to go more to that LSU style plan just to keep up with Florida in this game, and Florida defense certainly don't have a ton of confidence in them they should be better i'm about the only one still on the todd grantham bandwagon so i i can't uh, totally abandon them i don't think missouri's going to just have their way with them like they did bo pelini i think florida's better than that on defense but uh hey maybe they might be worse based on the comments we heard at least i heard from todd grantham this week it didn't sound like he was like he's mixing it up but so <laughs> that's that's dangerous but yeah I can't abandon the Florida we've seen. I know it's, you know, we got a lot of people hitting the panic button. Oh, my God, Florida's just going to get smoked now. I I can't believe it. They're ready to fire these coordinators after so many damn wins. I think Florida gets it done. But I'm going lock of the week, Shane, Missouri. (laughs) Just because I think they're going to keep it close. And this has just got more to do with the fact how red hot Missouri is. I'm feeling pretty good about the Missouri that's going to show up. And I got no idea about the Florida that's going to show up. But Florida, like you said, has got the talent advantage. If Kyle Pitts plays, and I'm not suggesting that I've heard that he's not, but hell, who knows? I mean, he might be one of the ones out or, or who knows, but he's unstoppable. So I think Trask to Pitts gets it done. Florida, 33. Missouri, 24. But I'm locking it up. I think Missouri covers this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Man, we're like the opposite this week. I guess we're going to find out who's the best picking this week, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, final game, Shane. Game of the week here, CBS, SEC, game of the week. LSU at Auburn, 2.30 Central, 3.30 Eastern time. Let's kick it over to the hype video. We are not the first to walk these fields. These grounds are haunted. They are where the spirits of the past got their first glimpse of immortality. Chark down the sideline! He's gonna take it! Some fear these ghosts. And with good reason. They made the earth shake. They made the people scream. They've seen time stop. And the night catch fire. Don't be afraid. Their time has passed. The fields they once walked. To win it for LSU. Belong to us now. It is dead center. 
They made their history. Now we make ours. Touchdown, LSU! Halftime football! LSU Tigers for the walk! One, two, three! Go Tigers! But LSU favored by three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. LSU is 31-22 and 22 and won all-time against Auburn. They won last year's game. I believe they won three in a row and four of the last five in this series. Yet many of them have been very, very close. This one is incredibly tough to call. So who do you like this one? LSU at Auburn. Auburn favored by a field goal. Ooh, buddy. And, and the reason this is the game of the week for me because – I feel like I've changed the score on this thing about five times throughout throughout the week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just I'm thinking about the fresh. You were you were mentioning the freshman quarterback, and then I was thinking of of the Auburn defense, Coach Steele, and just what what he's going to be able to dial up and, and get some pressure on him. He's it, this the kid hasn't been pressured. He he doesn't know what it's like to be on the run. So how does he react to that? You know, is is a lot of people and you know, we talked about Matt Corral earlier and, and Kip and he mentioned he, he had the impression he was there that he made it to the top of the mountain and then he had a humbling experience when he had six turnovers. Uh, is is that the kind of week that that TJ the tank we've we've nicknamed him is going to have? Uh, has does he because he was pretty confident? You want your quarterback confident? I get that, but I think you could be too confident. And going into a game and and thinking that you're just gonna you know be a world beater and a national champ and a Heisman candidate and everybody's gonna love you, but what happens to you when you have a bad game? So that part of my mind was going, but then I thought about the team I'm actually talking about, and it's the Auburn Tigers. Which yes, they've had five games, uh, how many? Three victories. But in those three victories, not one of them did I walk away saying, damn, they kicked some ass this week. You know, it was just, uh, I, I have never, I am so disappointed with the development of Auburn this year through five games. It, it's almost, they need a bye week. They need to take a week off and, and look at the mirror. And and um, because I, I think th- they've got a lot of things that aren't working and they're not willing to fix just yet. But when you have that extra week to sit back and turn on the tape and say, wait, we don't have our best 11 out here. Or, hey, we don't have the best coach ca- coaching these top 11. I, I, there's just there's, Something's not working there, clearly. And, and it's always some departments, either the offensive line or the receivers aren't on the same page or – Bo Nix is running around, not even looking at receivers. It's it seems like it's everything something every week. The one thing that they have established is that they got a hell of a freshman in tank. They, and if as long as they keep handing off, good things usually happen. But I think you're going to need more than tank to beat LSU. So, without further ado, Mike, um, I don't have it a lock. I still think it's going to be kind of a close game toward the end. I think Auburn backdoors this thing, makes it a little interesting. But I've got LSU winning 31, Auburn 24. Which LSU are we getting? Which Auburn are we getting? Yeah. And, I mean, you said it perfectly. i kind of been going back and forth on this one. If good Bo Nick shows up, 
I think Auburn can run away with this thing. Hell, we've seen Bo Pelini's defense. I ain't got no confidence in them. Mm-mm. Tank Finley never played on the road. But, hell, he looked like all SEC last week. But, hey, we got tape on him now. He's going up against Kevin Steele's defense. It's got a number of potentially great SEC players and, and some that are playing at that high level now. So, interesting matchup. Tank Bigsby, the other tank in this one, he should have a really good game against this uh, Bo Pelini defense. Seth Williams, unless he, you know, Derek Stingley finds a way to lock him down, he could have a big game in this one. Terrence Marshall, one of the best receivers in the SEC, is going to be facing uh, McCreary for Auburn, who's, they got one of the emerging defensive backs in this. Th- this game is going to be full of really great matchups. LSU has kind of owned the series. I think Auburn is going to come into this game with something to prove. But kind of like you said, I mean, every time I watch Auburn, I get frustrated because I see the talent that they got, but they can't put it together. And there's a bust here. There's a bust there. There's a, you know, we're running the ball incredible. Then we keep throwing it. (laughs) I mean, there's just, there's just so inconsistent. And yet LSU kind of in that same boat at times. Mm -hmm. I'm not feeling very confident about this pick. Miles Brennan still not officially declared out, but we assume as of this recording, Finley's going to be that guy. Man, I'm I'm feeling like changing the as I'm mm-hmm. as we're sitting here. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's what's going on, man. We don't know if Bruce Banner's going to show up or the Hulk. We don't know. <laughs> right. He's coming to the party. We don't know if he's green or not. But I'm going like you, LSU thirty-eight, Auburn thirty-one. Hmm. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that, hell, I got Auburn 12th in my SEC power rankings. That's damn near the bottom of the list. Could be easily one and four. I think LSU's got a higher ceiling. They got a lot of these freshmen now. It's dangerous, dangerous to rely on freshmen because one week you you may not get the guy you got last week. They balled out exactly. last week. If they yeah. can do it again, they'll beat Auburn. I think this is going to be a dangerous spot. Could really see either team winning it. And before the, I mean, Auburn people are going to come at us, Shane, hard. I can feel it now. Shane picked Auburn to win the West, did you? I yeah, said, I did. I said they beat Georgia. Hell, I've been higher than anyone on Arkansas. I said they beat Arkansas. I even picked them to win old, beat Ole Miss. So I don't understand why all these Auburn people think I hate them. Hell, I'm picking you to win damn near every game here. But this one, because, I can't, I can't do it. Mike, because are they not watching the same damn games we are? <laughs> I, I picked them. I picked them in the past, but I don't want to pick them anymore. In fact, I mean, look at it. You, you, the Ole Miss game. Yeah, I didn't pick Auburn on that one. I picked Ole Miss as my lock of the week. And they should have won. Mm-hmm. And then the Arkansas game. Yeah, they should have lost that one. I mean, if we're looking at the same teams, it, it's just, you're right. The team has not, it hasn't come together. Everything has, they have the ingredients, but they just don't know how to cook. You know what I'm saying? And that right. may be, that may be the chef's problem. That may be Gus. That may be uh, your new offensive coordinator down there, Chad Morris. It, it may be, and it may be something we don't know. Maybe it was a development. Maybe these kids aren't, aren't ready because they didn't have the spring practice and, uh, you know, implementing somewhat of a new system here, but, but everybody's going through that and they're adjusting and they're, and they're, 
they're figuring themselves out along the way. We're we're five weeks in, man, and I still have no idea what the hell we're going to see from Auburn Tigers right now. So I, you can't be mad. In fact, you you should you should be nervous. This is a game that I think you should have. If you would have told me week one, uh, and we didn't know anything that happened, hey Auburn LSU, who you got? I'm gonna say shit Auburn. No no doubt about it, man. Mm-hmm. I got that's I had them win in the West. Look, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's right. just they've got the ingredients. They just don't know how to put it all together. And and but when they do, or if they do, we don't even know. Who knows? They may fire Gus after this thing, but. If they do, if they figure it out, um, they could be a dangerous team. And they've got a lot of teams on the schedule coming up that they could really influence the way this uh, the way this playoff and SEC uh, thing comes out. You know, I don't know. I, I guarantee, yeah, they control their destiny, whatever. But you know, they they still can they still can be a wrench in somebody's. You know, I don't know. Metaphor I'm using, but just throw it in there. You know, I think for me, just the kind of the key difference, kind of why I'm leaning LSU. Don't disagree with anything you just said, but when I watch Auburn football by the end of the game and they win, I say to myself, like, how in the hell did they win? Like, you know, it feels like they lost the damn game. Whereas when I watch an LSU game, yes, they've suffered some bad losses, but when I watch them and they win the game, it's like, my God. They've figured it out. They're probably one of the top three or four teams in the SEC. Now, they've they've not been consistent. They've not showed that, but there's just a night and day difference. You know, when I watch these two teams playing, when they when they leave the game with a win, one of them feels yeah. like they owned it. The other one feels like, how in the hell did that just – did we get that outcome, basically? Yeah. It's, it's throw a monkey into the plans. So that's that's what I was looking for. <laughs> I saw the monkey. I saw the wrench. I just I couldn't uh, I couldn't put it together. So that's that's what I was trying to say. They, yeah, they they still could be a dangerous team, Mike. They just got to figure it out. They they really do. And and it starts from the top and goes down because, you know, both of these guys have been coordinators, and I, I'm lumping them together because that's that's who's that's who's pulling the strings on this team right here. And so there's got to be accountability. Uh, this this all shucks and we you know this and that and excuse after excuse. We can't have that anymore. This is you're you're not in a rebuild. He even tried to pull that one out, Mike. Uh, you know, just say hey, we're a couple years away. A couple years. What are you talking about, Gus? You're here. You need. You're on the big stage. You need to win now. And um, if he doesn't, man, he's the first coach out. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, Shane, before we move on and do our uh, last thing of the week, the reviews, uh, tell us how uh, the listener poll came out this week. All right, Mike, uh, here's just a quick recap. Uh, we're going to do it with the poll. And the listeners had let's, – let's just do the first game here, Georgia at Kentucky. Georgia was uh, 14 and a half points. Um the full, the fans went eighty percent Georgia, nineteen percent Kentucky with the points. Mm. And Shane locked up Georgia with his picks, thirty five to ten over Kentucky. I went Georgia twenty seven, Kentucky ten. A little bit more respect on my end for Kentucky. So all three uh, are going with Georgia in this one. So I hope they're not oh and six this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be out another $100. Wife's going to be wondering where all this money's going. All right, next one, LSU at Auburn. Uh, LSU was favored by three points. So the poll had LSU uh, minus three at Auburn. 
the fans went LSU 64% to Auburn with points at 32%. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I had uh, LSU winning 38-31, and Shay's got LSU too, 31-24. Hmm, man, we're all in unison here. All right, number three, we got Ole Miss, minus 16.5 at Vandy. Uh, fans said Ole Miss, 72%, Vandy with points, 27%. Hmm, and I went, believe it or not, Vanderbilt went outright 24-23. Shane went conventionally, went chalk. Ole Miss, 35, <laughs> Vanderbilt, 21. All right, next one, Mississippi State at Alabama, minus 31. Miss it, and the fans went Mississippi State with points, 30%. Alabama, 69%. So Alabama with the point, or against uh, the spread there. Mm-hmm. I had Alabama winning 45-17, and Shane had Alabama as well, 52-21. to All right, now we got Arkansas at Texas A&M, minus 12.5. Fans went Arkansas with the point, 75%. And Tamu got 23%. All right, I went Arkansas outright. Another upset, 27-24. Shane went chalk again. Texas A&M, 28. Arkansas, 21. <laughs> Last but not least, Mike, Mizzou at Florida, minus 13. Fans went Missouri with points, 38%. Florida, 59%. Mm, I have Florida, 33. Missouri, 24. But I'm locking down Missouri Shane going big on the Gators. He's a big Gator homer. 49 to 31. <laughs> all right, man, that's it. That's all we got. So let's see how it pans out this week, Mike. All right, buddy. Hey, before we last thing we got here, and we got quite a few here, so so buckle up. We got some time for <laughs> some reviews, don't we? Yes, sir. And well, I appreciate all the listeners hanging out with us and the ones that took that extra step to get on their Apple product and give us a five star rating. Those really do help us out. And man, buddy, have they been coming in. So pull up a seat. Let me get a little sip of cold beer here. This is going to be a doozy. Ooh. All right, here we go. First one comes from TD797. Wish Shane was my cousin. <laughs> Five star. Just another Tennessee homer trying to stay positive. Love the pod. I appreciate you, McKay. I coach Jeremy Pruitt. Well, TD797, What? I, I wish you were my cousin too, buddy. I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for that one. Next one comes, who knows, we may be related. Next one comes from Phil Still Fan. Go Cats. Five star. As a Kentucky fan, it's difficult to find a college football podcast that provides a good analysis of the Cats. The That SEC podcast does just that. Mike and Shane do a good job of covering every team, not just Georgia and Alabama like the other podcasts. Always entertaining and informative. This podcast should be your go-to regardless of your team. Go Big Blue. Well, Phil still fan, I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Phil. Next one comes from Gamecock Sean. Hey, buddy, five stars. Stole my girlfriend's phone to give you guys another five-star review. Daily listener for a long time. Besides Gamecock-specific pods, this is my go-to to keep up with what's been going on around the league. Keep up the good work, fellas. P.S. I'll take one of those Gamecock koozies. Well, Gamecock Sean, I appreciate you. Yeah, Sean, I hope you got that koozie. I sent that out, so should be arriving soon if you don't got it. Appreciate the hustle, man. Stealing phones, that's what I'm talking about. Next one comes from Gemini Blue 23 Cool name, Chop Chop 5 Star. I have to say I truly enjoy the content and total SEC coverage. 
conference coverage. I look forward to every episode with Mike and Shane. They help give me the insight on what to expect each week when looking for the best games to watch every Saturday. Keep up the great work and go Gators. Well, Gemini Blue 23, I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Gemini. Next comes from Big Dog 688. Great podcast. Five star. I enjoy listening to you guys in the mornings. I like how you cover all the teams. Now, if I could just help, if you could just help us find a QB taller than six foot, go dogs. <laughs> well, Big Dog, I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, dog. They'll probably have three of them next year, Mike. That's just how loaded Georgia Bulldogs are. <laughs> next comes from Nate Bean. M-I-Z, five-star, been a day-one listener and just now writing a review. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no better way to start your morning than have a cup of coffee and a slice of that SEC podcast. M-I-Z, appreciate you, Nate B. Yeah, thanks, Nate. <laughs> Talk about the hustle, man. What has it been, eight years we've been doing it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nate, I appreciate you, brother. Next one comes from JRAF24 on on UFK. Five star. Hey, buddy. I love the show, especially Cousin Shane's despondence after a UK loss. Look forward for to leading him to the UK fight song this coming Monday. Besides that, I do enjoy the show, really. Thank you for your hard work on it. Well, JRAF... <laughs> I did have to sing it, but I do appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, J Ref. Next one comes from Woo Pig87. How about them hogs? Five star. Great podcast. I love the content and the way y'all shoot it straight. The hogs, in my opinion, are ahead of schedule. Love the insight and go hogs. Beat AM. Well, Woo Pig, I think you're right, and I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Woo. Next one comes from TN Gator Brett. TN, hashtag TN Gator Brett five star. These guys are like an underrated three star recruit <laughs> who ends up being a first round draft pick. My favorite part of the show is listening to clubs to clubs on Shane Butcher My Gators fight song. It's a bad piece. Like, geez, Mike, beer's kicking in. Shane Butcher My Gators fight song like it's a bad piece of meat. You guys get me through the nights at work during the week keep up the great work and go gators well tn gator brit i think i follow you on twitter and i appreciate you yeah thanks brit next one comes from jglm a lot, a lot of weird letters there mike go dogs five stars somehow even better than their twitter accounts can i get a shirt now dogs on top unless we're playing they're playing bama well jg i appreciate you thanks g Next one comes from Coastal Golf Guy, five-star, 100 rating that SEC podcast, five-star. The absolute best place for all your SEC football coverage. I'm a huge Gamecock fan, but this is the first podcast I listen to each and every day, even though they are both Tennessee homers. They tell it like it is, uh, even when the subject's Rocky Top. Thanks, guys, <laughs> and keep up the great work. Coastal Guy, I appreciate you. Thanks, Coastal. All right, next one comes from Bearded Big Red. Cool name. <laughs> Woo Pig. Five star. Just started listening and really enjoyed it. Just some guys that love SEC football. I like it a lot. Keep it up, guys. Well, Bearded Big Red, cool name. I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Big Red. Next one comes from VFL Bob. Five star. Are you really comparing Jeremy Pruitt to Butch and Dooley? Keep that kind of stupid crap up, and you will go from five star to one star rating. 
I enjoy your show, but a former high school football coach and a ball fan for over 40 years, I do see improvement in our program. It will get better if we give this staff some time to keep up recruiting and developing. Unrealistic expectations are our greatest downfall at Tennessee. Well, VFL, Bob, I didn't appreciate that. I didn't uh, – jeez, let me cut that part out. I did not compare them. I said it's not comparable. So I appreciate you, and I agree. Sometimes expectations are too high. I think we need to let this thing marinate a little longer before we can start judging what Pruitt's doing. Mm-hmm. And I think I just said a damn stat. I don't think I ever <laughs> compared them to those two idiots. But uh, yeah. all right, thanks for your view. <laughs> I, in fact, I never want to say them names again, Mike, to be honest with you, unless we're talking just about the two the idiots. We'll Georgia, just call them the know? two idiots. Yeah, absolutely. All right, next comes from Hog Train 2, cool name, five star. Hey, buddy, great insight and great fun. Great podcast. I'm a fan of anyone who hates Chad Morris as much as I do. <laughs> now turn that darn SEC podcast up. Go Hogs. Well, Hog Train, I appreciate you. Yay, thanks, uh, Hog Train. All right, next one comes from Jack Bo Jennings. <laughs> cool name, Hotty Toddy, five star. Second year in on the pod and second review. Look at that hustle, Mike. Content keeps getting better. I have a beer suggestion for Cousin Shane. Southern Prohibition. Crowd Control Imperial IPA. Waiting on the baby blue and red koozies. Hotty toddy and keep up. And would love to have one of those t-shirts with an Ole Miss logo. Well, Jack Bo Jennings, cool name. I appreciate the beer suggestion. In fact, Mike, you know, we weren't losing. I, I was, I've been going back. You know, Tennessee has been sucking since I went back to the Silver Bullets. I'm not blaming it. But it is an interesting development I'm looking at. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, maybe I should mix it up. I'm going to do some IPAs next week, Mike, and get back on the train, see if that helps. But uh, Jack Bo Jennings, I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Jack Bo. Next one comes from Sippy Dog 126. Cool name. Best SEC podcast five star. If you love SEC football, look no further. Hands down the best SEC podcast going. Listen to it every morning on the way to work. Fair, unbiased commentary on all SEC teams. Love Cousin Shane's commentary, especially after a Tennessee loss. Go dogs. Keep it coming. Well, Sippy Dog, I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Sip. I don't like to talk after losses, but <laughs> I do get fired up. <laughs> Next one comes from R Dance. Not a lot of numbers. Great podcast. Five star. I listen every day of the week to keep up with the SEC news. Good, unbiased overview of all SEC teams and games. Hail State. Well, R Dance, I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Dance. Next one comes from Gato, Gato, Gator. Go Gators. Cool name. Five star. Woo. Five star. New koozie. Go Gators, five stars. Well, Gator, 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 <laughs> that's a killer name. I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Tri-Gator. <laughs> Next one comes from Conservative Ed. Gator Ed here, five star. Absolutely the best SEC po podcast out there. Oh, it almost got me there. A little spell check got him. Even though Cousin Shane's is a Tennessee homer, you guys touch on every SEC school. If you want to get the best of the SEC content, that's that SEC podcast is the best by far. Go Gators. Bud Heavy is the best. Like, go get one Florida color beer koozie. Oh, and he's sitting there. Okay, all right, conservative, I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Ed. All right, next one comes from R.L. Let It. Uh, great SEC football pod, five-star. Really love the podcast. 2020 has been hell of a year, and I'm just thankful 
to get to hear Shane and Mike talk about real football games. They provide great insight into each team and every game. My favorite part of the podcast is when they dissect the coaches' press conferences. Thanks for keeping up, uh, or thanks for keeping us going throughout the week. And here's to hoping Tennessee in an A&M game on November 14th resembles the same great matchup we saw in 2016. <laughs> thanks and gig them, Ryan. Well, Ryan, I hope it does it, but I do appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, man. And I appreciate Mike because I have nothing to do with dissecting the coaches talking. <laughs> Bonkers 51, Go Big Orange, five star, the Nick Satan of football podcast. Hashtag Go Vols. Well, Bonker, I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Bonk. I don't think it's coincidence that Satan and Saban, you know, do that. T- you know. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, Dogfan26. I appreciate you, Five Star. I love the mix of host speaking and coaches' interviews from the lane train to the pirate. I listen to the Georgia Bulldog podcast all the time, and I like these guys because they cover the whole league. Keep up the good work, guys. Well, Dogfan26, I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Dog. Next one comes from CD Bridges. Great show, Five Star, just as it should be. Well, CD Bridges, I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, City. All right, Richard Smith, 87, five-star. This is my all-time favorite sports podcast. You guys are the best. No, sir, you are. I appreciate (laughs) you, Richard. Yeah, thanks, Richard. Next, Bro Dogs, SEC podcast. Cool name, five-star. I'm a huge fan of the podcast. Been listening for over a year now. Keep up the awesome work, guys. And also remember, Shane, when them balls ain't doing so hot, there's always room abroad <laughs> to board the lane train. Well, bro dogs, I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, bro. I did have that discussion earlier this week, Mike. If Lane was still here, what would our record be? <laughs> <laughs> Next. Anyway, we can live in the past. VA Tram, new fan, big fan, five star. I'm a new listener to the podcast this season, and I'm really impressed with the content. I get a good bit of laughs mixed in with some great knowledge about the league. Keep up the great work, and thank you for your dedication to the SEC and the fans. Well, VA Trav, I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Trav. Welcome to the family. Next comes from Tim Sean Nelson, Roll Tide, five star. Love his podcast. Five stars all day long. Y'all keep up the good work, guys. Well, Tim Sean Nelson, I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for that one. That's a good one. All right. Robo logger. <laughs> Five star. This podcast always brightens my day. I can always side with cousin Shane with the beers. I always look forward to y'all's picks and I really want to hear Shane sing the Gator fight song again. Well, go Gators. Robo logger. I don't know. We got a Gator game right around the corner. We'll see. I appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks Robo. Gonna involve points. So I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Next one comes from AJ Alcorn dash three. Cool name. That SEC podcast, five-star. Love listening to this podcast to get caught up with all things SEC football. The balance between Mike and Shane never leaves the audience board. As the Tennessee fan, I always love to hear Shane expressing the emotions that we are all feeling. By far the best podcast for SEC football. Keep it up, guys. Go Vols. AJ Alcorn, I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, man. Next, ACU 2015, best SEC podcast out there, five-star. This podcast is your one-stop shop for all things going on in the SEC. You won't need to listen to any other podcast. 
I don't keep up with Twitter because I know I'll get all the important stuff from these podcasts insightfully and funny. Gig them. Well, ACU, I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, AC. Next is Logan, though. Five star. These guys are great. Listen to every episode. Go Cats. Well, Logan, though, I appreciate you. <laughs> thanks, Logan. Jackson Wise, love the show. Five star. I love listening to the show every day. Always a roller coaster of emotions being a Vol fan, but y'all help me cope. Well, Jackson Wise, I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Jackson. <laughs> I'll see you at our AA meeting later this week. AJ, <laughs> Thank you. Five star. I've been listening to you guys for about eight months. Tennessee girl and UT alum living in South Carolina. Y'all crack me up. Laughter is always the best medicine, especially when my balls continue to struggle. I'm forever hopeful and forever faithful to the big orange. I've told so many friends about your podcast and how they do such a great job covering the SEC with as much fair balance as possible. I always listen to every end because some of the comments after the music are hilarious. Your facts are more accurate than some of the sports writers. It's definitely more entertaining. I did you a favor, Shane, by not putting any big words in my review. Best SEC podcast ever, and I and don't name your son Tank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. AJ Island Girl, I appreciate you. Yeah, and congratulations. You're the one we have selected to win oh, look at there. the shirt. I have to verify this isn't Shane. I'm a little. I was a little concerned when he said he wanted the shirt. If this, as long as this isn't Shane, you are the winner, AJ Island girl. And I'm just kind of half joking. I know it's. I I did ask Shane if that was him. It's not him. So uh, AJ Island girl, reach out to us at uh, well, you know, Twitter. We're on Twitter or Gmail is probably the preferred way. That SEC podcast at gmail.com. We'll discuss uh, what shirt you want and happy to send that out to you free of charge. Just another way of saying thanks for uh, th that review and, and thanks to everybody. We really do appreciate these. Absolutely. Congratulations. Hopefully we're going to get more shirts. I want to see what this one looks like. Uh, um, man. And of course it's not me. I wouldn't have said don't name your son Tank. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's a popular name this year because they are all successful in the SEC. Next one comes... From Shuez, just great SEC talk, five-star. These are the guys just want to sit around on a Thursday afternoon and have a beer with and talk SEC football. When you think you and your buddies talking tra trash football, this is what it sounds like, the perfect blend of insight and homerism. This podcast will quickly make it to your daily, weekly rotation. This is a great listen, and you will not be disappointed in the love of the sec well show as i appreciate you yeah thanks man all right js dog fan 34 great pod five star love the show great content and cousin shane just being like a bulldog fan against alabama and says we'll get them next year <laughs> keep up the good work and go dogs well js dog fan i appreciate you yeah appreciate you dog fan oh i still would love to see a rematch of them too T-Kratz, 19, best podcast of all. Five star. Absolutely love this podcast. Listen on my way to work and on my way home every day. Don't even have to go to the gym ever because Cousin Shane supplies my ab workout every day with pure laughter. Keep up the good work, fellas, and go Tigers. Well, T-Kratz, 19, I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you, T. 
K-With 1987, great SEC pod, five stars, like listening to you guys on the way to work. Husband is of all, I bleed red and black. Go dogs. Oh, man, house divided. Well, K-With, we're glad to have you. Yeah, thanks, K-With. It's awesome. I love house divided because you know it's entertaining, especially when you're playing each other. Tennessee and Georgia, I mean, that's just a fun week. Next one, I mean, you got to sleep on the couch and stuff, you know, but... <laughs> Cord tied cheek, 54, cool name, five stars, definitely five star. These guys are just the best there is, no doubt about it. They wake up in the morning and piss excellence. <laughs> but seriously, these guys are awesome. This is my number one and go-to podcast. I've been a SEC guy since the early 2000s. I study a lot of college football analytics, and these guys, good, these guys, good details, good opinions. They really like their time. They really take their time. Jeez, not reading this. I don't. But I could sit around with these guys and have a beer or eight with them and shoot the bull about football all day. Just some good old boys and their love for football. I highly recommend this podcast. I've been listening for about two and a half years now. Sorry it took me so long to do this, guys. My bad. But seriously, Mike and Shane and even Cousin Joe, a lot of us really, truly appreciate what you guys are doing with this podcast. You take the time from your jobs and lives to entertain us and have fun. You can tell us guys are truly enjoys this uh, from all of us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If y'all needed help, I'll do whatever y'all need. Thank you, guys. SEC, SEC, go row tide. Man, I really appreciate you, man. Uh, Cortide, that that means a lot. And, and you know, it's, it, it is tough uh, coming in here in the afternoon. Like right now, just giving you a, a small glimpse of my life right now. We're doing remodeling of, of our house, so we're, we've kind of condensed our space. All my family right now, my wife, my kids, the dogs, the cat. I'm like, um, <laughs> like Dr. Doolittle. I got animals everywhere here. <laughs> I think I saw one of those uh, one of those little things that the squirrels that fly that you see over there at the flea market. I'm sure we got a few of those. So sugar glide. <laughs> They're all cooped up back here waiting on me to uh, knock out the pod. So I appreciate them too, you know, because they sacrificed uh, so that we can get this out to you guys. Because, um, you know, I, we wanted to do this for you. Uh, but, okay, here they come. I got to hurry up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, I'm about done. I promise. I promise. Last few. All right. Connor the Aggie. Gigum, five star, without a doubt, the best pod, the best podcast available for the SEC. Five stars. I'm a long time listener, and I'm ashamed to say this is the first review. However, the free T-shirt gave me the extra push needed to get me off my lazy behind and help spread the word. Mike brings inf informative and concise updates on all the teams in the SEC while keeping the conversation light and entertaining. Cousin Shane brings the fun with all the wackiness and passion of true SEC fan. Every time the Vols lose, I wonder how Shane is doing. <laughs> Knowing his reaction come Monday will be priceless. Both know what they're talking about and are remarkably unbiased in their approach. Well, maybe not Shane, but at least he's open about his Vol homerism. That reminds me, the only time I've had a problem with Shane is when he put Pruitt Love above Jimbo in the coach rankings. How about now? I have a half of mine put unnecessary difficult words at the end of this review to give him a hard time, but I won't. In all seri seriousness, you guys do a great job, and I recommend to all the football friends uh, that, that, I'm sorry, to all my football-loving friends, thanks for all you do, and gig them. 
Well, Connor, the Aggie, I do appreciate you. And trust me, I'd rather be in your boat right now, uh, you know, controlling my own destiny. But I am a Tennessee homer, as you mentioned, so I'm going to ride this thing out. But I do appreciate you. And I've got if I got a lot of bad takes in the past and coming up in the future for sure. But I appreciate you leaving the review. Yeah, thanks, Connor. That is a great one. So really do appreciate it. Only a couple more left, guys. Uh, See Thornhill. Five stars from Knoxville, dog. Five star. How you doing, you big Tennessee homer? I listened to a bunch of college football podcasts, and this has quickly become my favorite. I love the focus on the SEC, the extended clips from the postgame pressers, and the gambling picks. Thanks for doing a great job. We'll see Thornhill. I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Hort. Thornhill. <laughs> Bagger, 326. Eric Roberts, five star. Love this podcast. Love me some SEC foosball. Hey, cuz. How about them balls? Roll Tide, Gator Hater. Keep up the good work, y'all. Well, Bagger326, I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you, Bagger. Big Vol 98, go Vols. Five stars. Started listening to this podcast a couple months ago. Love the show, guys. Go Vols, Cousin Shane. Well, Big Vol 98, I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Big Vol. And last but not least, I've got Danner Bo Banner. Killer name. <laughs> Great for any SEC fan base. Five-star fantastic pod for anything uh, who likes the SEC football. I appreciate how they cover every team. Absolutely love the chemistry between the hosts. Great pod. Well, Banner, Do Banner, Bo Banner, I appreciate you, and I appreciate everybody, Mike. I really do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, these reviews are flying. We're closing in on 1,000, and... Man, man, we've got some we've got some ideas on what to do for the a thousandth reviewer too. We we might do something special. We've been throwing it around. There's rumors of football tickets being given away. Hell, who knows? I, I'm just throwing it out there. We haven't committed to it, so I'm not trying to I'm not trying to commit Shane to pay for something he hadn't agreed to. But. Whoa, whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> but uh, we really do appreciate each and every one of you. And again, uh, AJ. Reach out to us, uh, thatsecpodcast at gmail.com. If you've uh, left us a review and haven't got your koozie yet, reach out to us too. There, we got koozies for just about every team in the SEC. But hey, buddy, we went a long one here. Ready, geared up, ready for some football, ready to drink some more beer before these games get here. <laughs> the more beers I drink, the sooner I go to sleep, the sooner these games get here. So uh, I'm fired up for it. Don't forget, Chris, if you, I mean, I'm telling you, this week was wild with the weather. Uh, we've had hurricanes. I've been in monsoons. I mean, I was on his Twitter page like crazy. So if you get, if you're on Twitter, jump on there, give him a follow, tell him you appreciate him on, on that SEC podcast because he goes out of his way to make sure we know what's going on with the weather around the league. So, uh, uh, but that's all I got, Mike. Uh, I'm looking forward to these bets and picks, and I hope we, I hope we all make some money this week, man. Absolutely, Shane. Well, thanks, as always, for joining me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go balls. Welcome in to the latest episode of That SEC Podcast presented by my bookie. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike. <laughs> Next one. I mean, you got to sleep on the couch and stuff, you know, but. <laughs> Mike, you there? Yeah, I'm trying to send emails while you're going here. <laughs> yeah.
well, I'm just trying to support the fans here, you know? <laughs> I, I know. mean, I'm sorry. Well, I, this, sorry is for, uh, this is for uh, uh, to get us more money for the show. I don't care about money, Mike. I'm reading a small <laughs> essay here, and okay. I want you to support me. I need you. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you say it again? 30 to 24? 31, 24. And, and who'd you have winning? LSU. Were you... Are we, are we on the same page here, Mike? What, what's going on? <laughs> I literally just got an email. Looks like yeah, good news. Yeah. Uh, my bookie would like to renew for four to six more spots. When able, could you please confirm and fully book all offers? Okay. Nice. What's that mean? Hey there, SEC fans. If you've been enjoying the music of this podcast, then head on over to www.crimsoncalamitymusic.com to follow us on social media and to hear our new song, Ghost, out now on all streaming services and wherever digital music is sold. Thanks so much for listening, and now back to you, Mike and Shane.